0: My name is Dr. Ethel Tunkohan. I'm a writer, a researcher, and an activist. This is Academic Anties. As 2023 winds down, I feel like I'm doing everything on autopilot and I'm feeling quite unsettled. I teach, I mark, I research, I parent, with the ever-present awareness that there is a genocide happening in Gaza and that colleagues and friends have faced reprisal because of their support for Palestine. The question that keeps looming in my mind as we look at the holiday break is whether I can even allow myself to rest in light of escalating and intensifying community actions. So in today's episode, I'm joined by producer extraordinaire and beautiful and brilliant human being, Dr. Nisha Nath. We talk about how we're doing right now, why rest is political, and how community care is even more essential these days. Nisha, I'm so happy that you are joining us for our final episode of 2023, uh, where we're just checking in, asking each other how we're doing, and just hanging
1: out. Uh, Thank you, Nisha, for joining me today. Of course, I'm so happy to to just be with you and in conversation with you and also just curious as to how you are. Yeah, how
0: am I? Well, as you know, today was like chaotic this morning. Uh, (laughs) So we were trying to figure out if we were going to tape this episode. And I realized that uh, as we were kind of chatting about this, the person who we had envisioned as being a guest for this episode, (laughs) I sent an invitation But I never, or I thought I sent the invitation, (laughs) but I only sent it in my head, right? (laughs) And so I'm like looking at my sent box and then Nisha, I messaged you and I'm like, oh my God, I never (laughs) sent it. Um, So today's just been chaotic. I don't know. It's also the last day of school for my kids. And I'm kind of excited to hang out with my kids, excited to just be with my family, but also (laughs) feeling some degree of apprehension because then it's going to be full-on, you know, mom mode, holiday mode. And then I also have a few more papers to mark and I'm still Mm. waiting for late papers. So that's how I am today.
1: Okay. How are you? Um, I think... Um, I'm in flux, right? Like, I think, uh, you know, as many of us probably taking our temperature at one point in the day um, can be really different than another point in the day. Right. Um, So I think at, at this moment I am looking forward to a time where my attention is a bit less divided um, and where I feel a bit more connected to my family and my parents who I haven't, seen in a month because we had covid in our house this month so i think mm. that feels important to me right now that there is there is on the horizon a way for me to be with the people that i i care and love the most in this world
0: for sure I feel like the way you kind of phrase that, I agree with. I feel like my attention has been divided. I feel that my emotions have been, I don't know, going through this roller coaster. I feel like I'm doing a lot of things on autopilot, but also feeling guilty that I'm kind of stressed out, uh, that I'm running around trying to do all of these things, but also recognizing at the back of my head, or not even at the back of my head, thinking, Ethel... You know, the the regular, you know, ebbs and flows of life, it's fine. You can deal mm. with it. You are not living through war, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think for all of us, um, well, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I think in our kind of close circle, we're aware of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're aware of the catastrophe coming out of Gaza. We're all trying to advocate, but also like... You know, life still goes on here. So don't you feel that you have this split consciousness as well?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, right? Like, I, th- I think that we are all in this, you know, this chronic moment, this extended moment where you know, all the, the things that are, are supposed to be just aren't true, right? Like they're Mm -hmm. they're right. So we're just, we're, we're living such a dissonance, but then even that is, is so, um, I don't know, centric to our experiences here, right? Because of course that dissonance has been for decades and decades and decades for, um, Palestinians, right? So, um, I think it's, it's, there's a lot that, that we're trying to make sense of in this moment and that is an extraordinary amount of labor but also there's the reality that none of this should make sense right none of this is normal it should be none of this should be normal um and that that makes um that makes living life challenging right because we are unwound we are um kind of unmoored in so many ways so in some ways to me that that's why it feels so important to find connections too um i i did want to ask you to though because i you know i am your friend and i you know i watch how you navigate things um so beautifully but i'm i'm kind of curious about if you reflect back on this year um how has the year gone for you that's an interesting question because
0: I started the year on sabbatical and I was insistent on reclaiming this time as a time for rest. Uh, the mm. tail end of 2022 was awful. Uh, in our last episode, uh, I spoke with Fady a little bit about it and we both talked about uh, getting docs and cyber harass and the toll that takes mm. on on us mentally, but also the lack of institutional support. And so 2023 started with me being insistent on my need to rest Mm. and that this was my sabbatical year. Super lucky to have a sabbatical year, super lucky to be tenured and have, you know, access to these advantages, of course. Right. Uh, But I started kind of being adamant that this is what I wanted to do. And I did pivot. Right. Like I did. Get to go uh, on, uh, you know, a trip where I went to Sheffield. I was uh, with a center for care there, and that was great. Uh, shout out to Wayne for doing the childcare when mm. I was gone, right? Um, and then, you know, when it came, when I came back in September, it seemed as though it seemed as though everything ramped up again. But I also had expected that it would be a little bit slower because when I, before I left for sabbatical, we were still kind of transitioning uh, out of COVID. But then when I came back, I was like, oh, it's this like forced return to, to the way it used to be, but even more intensely. So mm-hmm. I was taken aback by that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but then, you know, all of my plans, all of my agendas, all mm. of kind of my goals for the year in terms of my professional life, all of that went out of the window mm. uh, as we witness Israel's occupation in Gaza. And I think for me, it was also a year of moral reckoning, right? Mm. And you know, to be perfectly honest, right? Like I don't, I prior to, uh, you know. Israel's like occupation of Gaza, I wasn't thinking about this. Right. Like not not, you know, actively, right? right? Um, you know, and then and then, you know, there were a lot of things that happened institutionally where we witness the repression of students, some of my own colleagues, mm-hmm. uh because of their support for Palestine and just kind of having that rock my world. And so, but at mm. the same time, well, I'm learning and trying to be supportive and and trying to grapple with the loss of friendships, right? Because mm-hmm. let's face it, um, actually, this is supposed to be a light episode, but I'm just laying it out yeah. there, but it's true. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Like I've lost friends, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. has been painful. Um, and also the freezing of friendships because of, because of you know my support for Palestine, right? Mm. All of that I'm going through. We're trying to do our political work, um, but political work that's bleeding into our daily work at the university as we're seeing traumatized students while also going through uh parenting, right? Making mm. sure that, like, you know, my kids have <laughs> gifts for birthday parties that they're invited to, right. making sure that, you know, for for I don't know, my my second kid's dance that she has. The, the pink leotard that she wants because she wants that one uh, rather than the blue one that we have as a backup, right? Like, so I feel like I'm just, I'm just like, you know, the trite analogy is the hamster in a hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. um And, but the thing is, is that I don't think that's, that's, I don't think there's ever been a, a time when, when the hamster just stops running because I feel like in mm-hmm. previous iterations of our end of year episode, this is always what we've been saying. And I don't know, I don't know why you know, Mm. the world keeps spinning and the world keeps becoming catastrophic. I mean, it already is. It always has been. Mm. Right. But I feel like there's never a moment where, you know, every time we have our end of year episode, we just want it to be lighter, but it's never light. You know, we were like, oh my gosh, it's COVID or oh my gosh, you know, now we're talking about living in a time of like ongoing genocide that's become more visible. How do we just pause and can we pause? Mm -hmm. Are we allowed to pause? Right. Right. So all of which is to say, I don't know, Nisha. Twenty twenty three. I'm just kind of shrugging. It is mm. what it is. Um, it is what it's always been, and I don't know. I don't mm. know how to make sense of it.
1: I mean, I, I just would say that it it makes sense um, completely. And I also just want to to say, I guess publicly, that I've had you know in in watching you and like being in conversation with you throughout this year. My respect for you has, um, just grown and grown and grown for, for your, um, commitment to learning and using your voice and using your platform, um, and not being fearful, fearful or even, you know, maybe being fearful, but actually realizing that there is a larger moral mandate right, that we have in terms of um, kind of naming what is happening to Palestinians and standing in solidarity. So I I, I think, um, you know, I think you're right in terms of we come to this point every year, but then also, you know, even in the face of losses, I think that there are these gifts. And I would describe that as one of my gifts this year in that, you know, I have witnessed some people in my circle you being one of them just um becoming forces right where you were a force already but like even more so and i think you know it um it is necessary in in some ways it's politicalness politically necessary in some ways for us to pause at least to notice that right and so i think as i uh you know as we move into 2024 that's also where my mind is to the the people who are standing in solidarity quite bravely to the people that have become part of this broader circle of trust to the people that i know will be politically there in solidarity when you know other things arise like i think there is um, a lack of moral clarity that we have witnessed in 2023, but then also that has given us a way to really see with clarity who, um, who we're standing beside. So I think that's one of the things that comes out of 2023 for me.
0: That's such a good way of putting it. It's not about the loss of friends, I think. I think it's a clarification of who's actually standing with you, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the communities that really actually you can trust. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to mourn. I'm mourning. Yes. I feel the phrasing of mm-hmm. these friendships. Um, I'm mourning, you know, people who I thought would, of course, be supportive of Palestine, who would be supportive of, campaigns to you know lift the suspensions of colleagues who Mm -hmm. because they were seen at a protest um just faced employer sanctions I thought it was like it's not it's not that complicated right um it's it's okay to mourn that I'm still mourning that but you're right in that it is it is there's something beautiful about seeing how strong these bonds are among the people who do matter right Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and I think too like I I keep thinking about kind of the brilliant Dr. Rada Agil, who is a Palestinian scholar from Gaza, who, you know, has faced, I don't even know how to actually articulate how much loss, right, her family has faced. But, you know, I I read her words. Um, She writes persistently throughout all of this. And, you know, at at many times, uh, you know, she has, you know, circulated these words that we mourn for, for, um, those who have died, but we fight like hell for the living. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think there, um, yeah, there's something to me about, um, 2023 and, really thinking politically about witnessing and thinking politically about learning. And I hope that we all will take that with us to 2024 because we need to have that energy behind us as this work will continue um, um, for, for who knows how long. It's going to continue.
0: And I think, you know, as a social movement scholar, I think we are at a critical point, right? Like I'm seeing it. Like I think, the reason we're facing such Zionist backlash is because it's working. It's becoming effective, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're seeing it. Um, And I know I'm kind of stealing myself up uh, for my return in January because I know that there's going to be a ramping up of actions and rightfully so because I think we're close, right? I do think that. That being said, though, this brings up the question of rest. Mm -hmm. Um, Nisha, can you rest when you're emotionally
1: exhausted? That's a complicated question, right? (laughs) So complicated. And of course, like, you know, Dr. Rita DeMoon has been um, on this, you know, very same yearly episode where she really parsed through kind of vocabularies of rest with all of us, right? Um, And I think that is something that we still need to do, right? Thinking about. You know, there's different ways that we can articulate what rest is. And for many of us, those versions of rest are not available to us. Right. Um, and so I, I think that for me, I'm, I'm wondering about what is a version of rest that is political. And of course, we have like long lineages of, you know, black feminists, feminists of color who have, have talked about how political rest is. Um, So how can we think about rest as being political and rest as never disconnected from um, our connection to others, our political work, our, um, our grieving, our um, mobilization, right? So I guess if we, I'm curious, like to hear your, your thoughts on, on this also as like a scholar of care work, right? Um, how do you think that we can move towards like a political orientation to rest, but then also be actually replenishing our bodies?
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh I think there's oftentimes a misconception among people that rest means you're just completely unplugged and you don't care about the world anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, resting equals becoming an ostrich and burying your head in the <laughs> sand. Um, maybe for white lady self-care mm-hmm. advocates, maybe that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's also been a source of grief for me this year where you try to engage otherwise committed feminists about what's happening uh, in Gaza and Israeli occupation. And they're like, no, 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 no. Mm. I mean, for self-care, I just, I can't, I can't go down that road. And I'm like, yes, of course. Okay. I get that. It's disturbing. Right. Um, And I understand the risks, but, you know, ostriching uh, isn't going to actually help mm. <laughs> in the long run because you're just burying it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, you're kind of pushing it down, and you're kind of evading accountability by pushing it down and not looking at complicity. And that you're going to have to reckon with in in in, in a few months, in a few years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not actually effective. Um, I think. What is political arrest? I think. Mm. You know, if we want to kind of sustain ourselves, um, to keep fighting, to keep existing, to keep living, we should tap out, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that we don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something we need to emphasize, right? Like it's okay to rest, as you said. Like you know, a lot of a lot of you know, Black feminist thinkers who you know have talked about the importance of rest. Uh, You know, the NAP ministry, for example, Mm. talks about how resting is political, right? Mm -hmm. I think we need to remember that and not feel guilt when we know that we actually do need to rest. Resting doesn't mean that you don't care. Resting as a mode Self preservation actually leads to more community building,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
0: At least that's how I'm thinking about it. Like, how are you thinking about rest? And are you going to plan? Are you going to rest in the next <laughs> few weeks? Or, a few, well, I don't know how long is winter break? Two weeks, a week? Yeah. I don't even yeah. know.
1: I mean, I mean, too, like, you know, one of the things that I learned from your scholarly work is like how care is collective, right? And mm. so I think that that is also how we can think about rest right that you know if we're thinking about rest as political that is also collective right and so when you say that we can tap out the reason that we can tap out is because we are caring for each other that we're in solidarity with each other and we know that to sustain kind of the the long game of of doing any kind of political work uh we have to we have to be you know, we have to find ways to replenish, right? Um, so I think, you know, I just wanted to to point a bit to to your scholarship on care in terms of also giving us a window into what it means to actually engage in political the political work of of rest as well. Um, and will I rest? I certainly hope so, right? Um, I think, I think. Um, Gosh, I feel, in, t- in some ways, I do feel stumped by your question. I think in some mm. ways, we can be honest with the listeners that that we can, um, you know, speak about this in really analytically and conceptually interesting ways, but it is very hard in one's in day-to-day in terms of, of how that actually happens. But maybe if we can start to revision what rest is, so... Is it rest for me to, to be with my parents? Yeah, it is, mm-hmm. right? Like, it is. It's like, it's a gift. It is a moment of profound gratitude, especially as we see, you know, families torn asunder, generations gone, mm. right, in Gaza. So I think that is a moment of rest, right? That's a mm. moment of rest and gratitude. And it's political, mm. right? That I can it's be political. with my my parents, my family. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Have there been communities
0: that have grounded you during this time, especially during this time?
1: Yeah. I mean, of course, our little community I know <laughs> right? our group chat, media like, yeah, and Shasta, like you know, we certainly, that is like a huge part of, of what sustains me day to day. Um, also the, the brilliant women of the, um, or or the insert research and knowledges lab. So Dr. Davina, uh, De- Oh my gosh, I'm mixing everybody up. Dr. Davina Bandar, Dr. Rita Demoon, and Dr. Anita Gurven, um, who are like, you know, both friends and teachers, but also, um, really, uh, invite me to think about my day to day practices quite differently. Right. So I I think these have been spaces and of course my family, right. Like there's something about, you know, having children too, that requires (laughs) you to engage at a different level. Right. It forces you. (laughs) and that is, that is a kind of rest of other parts of our lives, right? Like to, you know, to be helping your kid cook over a hot stove or, you know, picking out costumes for, you know, the last week before the holidays where for some reason they have to dress as something different every single day. Can to talk about that? I'm like, I looked at the theme calendar and I'm like,
0: whoa 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 if yeah. there's a separate dress-up theme like every day do we have outfits oh for that God. anyway yes
1: I what feel were your you. themes i just actually have to know what were the themes for you for your okay, week
0: so yesterday okay i'm just gonna rant about yesterday i'm like i don't understand it was like summertime holiday and the picture that the school sent was like you know santa with a red hat and like <laughs> You know, swim shorts, and I'm like in sunglasses, <laughs> and like holding like a beverage, and I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, what is
1: this theme? Yeah. Um, what was what were some of your themes? We had beach day, so I don't know if there's <laughs> something going across. Uh, you know, s- schools. We had beach day. We had dresses. Your favorite winter character day. We had ugly sweater day. We had pajama day today, and then I'm forget. Oh, I forget what the first. um, yeah, day this week was, but yeah, I mean, that, that requires you to, to work on a different, um, <laughs> register. So in some ways yeah. you are resting, right? Like you have to be, um, focused on, on that. I don't even know what your question was anymore because I it just was got like, so, are you planning
0: yeah. on resting? And it's tremendous gratitude, uh, that we have, that we get a chance to have these moments yeah. and that's what, we need to keep reminding ourselves right. and also shouting out, you know, the beautiful communities that we are part of that actually have grounded us,
1: right? Yes. Tell me about yours, yeah. though. Tell me about Well, your the group chat,
0: right? Like the group chat we have with Miriam and Shasta is so beautiful. Um, I love that we can talk about planning for a protest and planning a teach-in and, you know, hey, can you look over the speech I'm giving at a rally? Mm. Uh, or, hey, can you please speak at this thing? <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you again, Nisha, for <laughs> participating in our to like, hey guys, do buckle facials work? Do you know what I
1: mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: just like, it's just so random, but I'm like, I'm I'm happy that we're afforded that space where we could talk about that, but also shouting out specific people, right? Like my beautiful, brilliant Kasama sister, mm. uh, teacher, uh, you know, mm. fellow Pinay, Dr. Connolly de Leon, right? Mm. Like she has been such a force. Um, you know, we hang out, we chat, we talk and having someone who, you know, we've known each other for a while and, you know, having someone who gets you and gets your struggles, but also mm-hmm. is bearing witness. Both of you are bearing witness to each other's journeys, someone who's politically aligned with you, but also mm-hmm. your kids call auntie, your kids mm-hmm. call dita, right? Mm-hmm. I think just having these beautiful friendships are so affirming and also what keeps me going, right? Like, you know, I think that's just, it. it, it just kind of makes crystal clear who your true friends are in this moment. Yeah. And so I wanted to shout that out. I also want to shout out Dr. Sarah Munawar. Um, oh yes, her work on care, her work looking at decolonial care, has been so important to me in understanding what care actually means and why this this ethic of care is meaningful, um, and why we shouldn't kind of, I don't know, allow white ladies to just kind of co op mm-hmm. care. That there's actually something quite subversive about care mm-hmm. and. One of the highlights of 2023 was, you know, Sarah organized this beautiful symposium Mm. on care in Houston. And it was primarily Black, Indigenous women of color talking about care. And just the conversations we had were so rich. Uh, One of the things, well, there were a few things that that happened at that workshop. But one of the things was just sharing space and being able to talk with each other, frankly, and Sarah curated that space. So mm-hmm. just thinking about these communities, these
1: people, these moments, you know, that, that gives me hope. Mm. Oh, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. Absolutely. Like such a voice in terms of thinking about care is not a depletion, but care as like a space that is generative to just, yeah. Brilliant, Sarah. Awesome. So I guess for final
0: question um what have you kind of been reading to kind of remind yourself uh, Mm. that we need to prioritize care and rest um that political care is actually necessary
1: Mm. so I know I am not alone. Um, well, A, I know I'm not alone in that um, so much of my time has been in front of a screen trying to figure out what is happening, what can I do, um, and then also really bearing witness and amplifying um, the voices of Palestinians. But in that, I mean, that's a really... Uh, we can all speak to like how we wear that right on our bodies and in our hearts and in our minds. Um, And so I know I'm not alone in having found this beautiful writer and poet by the name of Cole Arthur Riley, um, who has a book coming out, let me pull up the title, coming out in January called Black Liturgies, Prayers, Poems, and Meditations for Staying Human. And she has this also this Instagram profile in what she shares, um, you know, the words of like, you know, black scholars, activists, um, and then also these meditations that she she offers um, to to really ground one in in moments of like profound disorientation. Um, And so I have been kind of, you know, strangely for me, this is not what I'm normally gravitate towards, but I have been strangely like, devouring these, these meditations every, every single day. Um, and I, and I hope that some of the listeners will, will look for her, her work on Instagram, but then also this book that is coming out because these, these meditations are really profound. And I actually think like on this topic of rest, they are also a snippet of time every day where I actually am resting, right? Like I actually, in reading these and engaging in the breath work in them, I am resting, um, but in a way that is profoundly connected um, to, to what is going on. So I know I've shared a couple of those those meditations with you and I'm curious about your thoughts on, on any of them that I've shared with you, Ethel. For sure.
0: And I've seen them on my feed too. And it's funny, it's only until... You mentioned them that I'm like, oh yeah, I've actually been kind of following this, right? Uh, and I think one one that I saw that I really really like, and I'll just read it out loud. Uh, what which was posted on December four, uh, and the comment at the side, and then I'll kind of read the quotation is, "You won't survive. You won't survive by self care alone. Collective care is a necessary risk." Hashtag Black liturgies, and then kind of. The main quotation uh, anchoring uh, this comment is, self-care can be sacred, but we won't survive by it. It's exhausting to be your only hope of relief. Who can you trust to hold you? Collective care is our calling. Cole Arthur Riley. And like you, I've just been looking at these posts on my feed and feeling, feeling really grounded. Um, and I so look forward to that book. And I think that message is such a good way uh, to think about the close of
1: 2023. Mm, great. I love that quote. Thank you, Ethel.
0: Thank you so much, Nisha. I hope that you get to rest. I hope that uh, you get to kind of, I don't know, just just be with your kids mm. and your parents. Um and I hope it's a beautiful few days with you and your family because I feel like we can't take that for granted, mm-hmm. right? Like even as our kids, you know, right. at least for me, there's always like, "Mommy, Mommy," <laughs> um, or no, these <laughs> these cookies aren't cheap, like crowns and stars. And I don't know, do your do your kids ever expect <laughs> that you can do things that you can't actually do? Yeah, it's like, Mom, what's the recipe for gingerbread cookies? So I'm like, I don't, I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah but like but, just remembering and being grateful that yes
1: yeah they think we're superheroes so in that way kind of amazing right that anybody in this world thinks that (laughs) that we are superheroes so and yeah i just extend that back to you i hope you and your beautiful family um have some time together i just so look forward to continuing to organize alongside you in 2024 to like also catch you in our collective web of care um, and then encourage you to rest um, alongside us all as we engage in hard work. Thank you, Nisha.
0: Listeners, please, please, please rest. Resting does not mean that you lack empathy or that you are disengaged. Resting is the simple recognition that our bodies and minds get exhausted, and so to continue being engaged, to continue the fight, we gotta pause and just be. Also, continuing to experience joy by being in community, by being with family, is absolutely a form of resistance. No matter how dire the world can be, they can't take our ability to feel. To be happy, yes. To be angry, absolutely. To be angry and happy and exhausted at the same time, 100% away from us. And that's Academic Antis for 2023. This episode of Academic Antis was produced by me, Dr. Nisha Nath, and Wayne Chu. You can follow us on social media at academic auntie on Twitter and academic aunties everywhere else. Read and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also email us at podcast at Tune in next time when we talk to more academic aunties. Until then, take care, be kind to yourself and don't be an asshole.